Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including, but not limited to, copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Be fruitful and become many. Welcome to House Comblood. I'm Gray, your DM and host. We're a D&D 5e podcast currently playing the adventure Hangman Worms of Frostheart. Our party was form, uh, was former prisoners, once covert operatives for Giuliano's government, as they faced sentient calamities led by the Rebirth Bastion, a Genasi army, threatening world destruction. Recently, our misfit group confronted an emotional vampire in Sham. A town made of a thinking slime mimic. A sentient calamity, per se. After a fierce battle and defeating the vampire, they face consequences, like a curse from a hag. Now, free from their imprisonment, the party journeys on, even delivering cookies to another hag. However, a party member was cursed to kill Living Seal, leading them to a dungeon with a terrasque burial site. Breaking the curse involved an unusual pact transplanting a uh, elder brain into a terrasque skeleton. The necromancer, Phoenix, a fire genasi, was defeated, and the terrasque remains within its ward. Venturing south to the ruins with a dormant teleportation circle, the party discovers a world map with four sets of two glowing symbols. Their next target is in Lachis, within the Titan Sea. It's rather simple, don't you think? I'm joined here today by our players, Mega. Hello, I am Mega, and I play Eddie, the Otterboy Triton Bastard class. I also play Eddie and any other similarly named character that you might encounter. As well as Rakuzin. Hello, everyone. I'm Rakuzin. I play the Spore Monk Mav at Sohafidash, who is the sap that holds the whole party together. And finally, Moo. Hello. I play Seer, who is a fire genasi artificer alchemist. Basically just a woman that's always on fire. Where we uh, last left off here, uh, you guys have uh, finished up your uh, business with uh, James at the uh, Haze Estate. Uh, crossed all your T's, dotted all your I's, and it sounds like, uh, well, it doesn't sound like, uh, you guys... Uh, definitely uh, wanted to investigate the island to figure out the location of an odd connection that uh, the Hayes family has uh, developed. Uh, presumably by his uh, mother, uh, Eddie's mother, Marianne. Uh, this connection was to a captain by the name of Valentine. And as you guys uh, went to investigate, you found him getting his uh, shit kicked in by uh, sailors uh, on the docks. And uh, you have come to learn 
that uh, the man is a mute and uh, his sword does the talking for him. A sentient sword. Uh, their relationship aside or why he would ever use uh, the sword to represent him in any way is beyond all of you. But uh, apparently they have some sort of relationship. Uh, Eddie decided that it might be a good idea to have a one-on-one -on -one smoke session with them to speak from the heart. While that is occurring, uh, Moo and uh, Aluya were uh, doing a bit of a performance, a uh, circus act, if you will, uh, of eating uh, candles, if memory serves. And uh, yeah, they're getting a crowd of weirdos who are really into that for some reason. <laughs> Everybody likes weirdos. Yeah, I believe that captures uh, the main points. I know there's a lot of nuances, but it essentially led towards uh, uh, galvanizing the group to uh, uh, search for this man and uh, have a little bit of a one-on-one uh, -on -one with him. All right, I'm ready to be punished. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I just mean to tell you that you're drawing a crowd. Although not one for one uh, is this a uh, dock-like area. But it's close enough to get the general gist that you are uh, within uh, a little bit of a seedier part of uh, the city where uh, a lot of uh, tavern businesses are uh, open to uh, sailors that are uh, coming back from a hard day's work. I'm going to re represent that with a bit of a crowd here. There's no shortage of salt and semen here. Now, before we uh, get into the talk here, uh, Seer, uh, how are you and Aluya really... Uh, enticing the crowd like uh, making the most out of this i mean since we're trying to just fit in the more extravagant we go the better now as i read on our discord this is what alia said word for word what they're doing to get their thing going and that is that they are they're going to stick to shaking their gold makers so that we get those dineros please go into detail Okay, like, here's the thing. I only have the yep. photo of Aluya to compare with. So, mm. usually, what I assume is that Aluya doesn't really like changing how they look very often. Because as you already know from their outfits so far right now, no fear showing off cleavage. No fear showing off their legs to the point where they emphasize their legs. So I kind of imagine Aluya is very much a woman that enjoys... Well, not enjoys. Is not afraid of afraid to show off their assets when needed. Mm -hmm. So, if Aaliyah is doing such a thing, probably they would make more of a show as they hand off a candle to Seer, who is not as showy, and in fact will just make it a lot more of a show of just devouring this candle. That's the whole appeal, is that they just um, swallow it as their hair flames up. <laughs> okay. But then, very much, it's the best way I can explain it as Aluya is the showgirl that's just hmm. basically dancing and bouncing. Seer is the person that's taking a lot of, you know, candles to the throat. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, so this is what you what you girls have been doing uh, this entire time. Like, uh, what? Uh, tell me what what's the finale or what what's the big hallmark of this uh, performance to get you a a second wave of uh, uh, tips. I would say, oh, is as Aaliyah is doing their thing, Aaliyah picks a volunteer to pick a candle at random. And then the goal for this one is that to make the final eyes as they hand out balloons to everybody, 
as well is that instead of it being just like handed to Seer, this is the one where someone chucks a candle into their mouth. And what's the reaction of uh, the recipient doing this? Or not the recipient, the person uh, doing this? I mean, the reaction? I would say it would depend on the person. Like, if it's a child, oh, cool, I get to chuck something, which is cute. If it's like a teenager, they just like to throw shit. If it's an adult, they're probably like... It's a like, 70 year old. <laughs> Um, will you roll for his, um, alignment? Well, let me roll for gender, hang on. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. It's a, uh, it's man. And, uh, okay, roll for alignment. What the fuck? I don't know how many alignments are up top of my head. Hang on. Just D9. Yeah, D9. Okay. Okay. Five. Oh my god. They are the complete neutral. Complete neutral. I've lived, I've lived for a long time, young lady. I've, <laughs> I've had many candles stuck down throats. Oh my god, I don't want to imagine he's actually like genuinely thinking about something else besides candles, and it's like Sears, like. Yes, yes. Well, I appreciate that. So, what is your tips then, old man? Hey, let me see what I have, young lady. Mm, Fifteen gold pieces. Yes. Then if I achieve this, you don't have to give me the whole thing. We could just enjoy ourselves and the final part of the show as you, my good sir, can pick a candle to throw. Usually I swallow it by hand, but I think we could play the game of I try to catch it. Okay. And he goes in to grab maybe a red candle, because that sounds fun. And goes back and hang on. Tries to do the throw here. <laughs> and it flops on the ground. With a uh, three. <laughs> Looks and goes like, you can have one more try. If not, you could pick someone to throw in your stead. Oh, no, no, no. I I can do this. I'm a man. This is the first time I've done this. <clears throat> I will say he has advantage, too, because I'm a willing <laughs> person, participant. Okay. Yeah, she's practically begging for yeah, it, 16. dude. He throws it at you. Now the hard part. The candle. Seer will catch into their mouth. And God, this is how, is this one of my character secret talents? All right, fine. We'll make it one of my character secret talents. Without chewing, they swallow the candle whole. Okay. And then they spit the candle back out. And then they swallow the candle fully. Am I going for a third time? No, I won't go for a third time. Yeah, you see uh, 34 uh, silver pieces get uh, thrown into uh, the pot. And uh, you get uh, 15 uh, gold pieces from the old man. Looks uh, very satisfied. Just squinting eyes, like one arm behind the back. Hunched over slightly, going, Yes, very good, very good. You did Thank it. Thank you for your patronage. And of course I can do it. I learned from the best. Well, now we know Seer was a whore in their past. There you go. Is there anything else you'd like to add to the scene before we uh, jump back to the boys here? Um, the only thing I would say for closing stuff is that Seer would just pick up all the candles, light them all, hold them in their arms, as Aluya gives the rest of their balloons, and dances around as they shake their gold makers. <laughs> and we make our merry way back to the group. Okay. Um, yeah, if this is uh, the point where you guys are diverging, absolutely. Uh, just uh, start moving uh, your token along on the battle map here. See the crowd begin to disperse. Right. I'll just start waddling down. Yeah, waddling down, and I'll bring Aluya with you. 
as you uh, crest down uh, the alleyway, I am going to need one final thing from you, Aluya. And I'll allow you to do this with advantage because Aluya is along with you. I want you to make me a perception check. Hi. Mega, am I going to die? Yep. Um, that that should have been a straight roll. Man. But it was a two anyways, so. <laughs> I'm good at rolling twos. Yeah. No. Keep going on our uh, merry way here as uh, both uh, Seer and uh, Aluya are uh, making their way down uh, the alley, both with uh, smirks on their face and uh, heavier pockets. We see the camera lingering down the alleyway at uh, two uh, commoners, uh, two sailors looking at one another and both having a stoic uh, expression as they follow footsteps. That said, please keep going forward. Will do. All right, Seer, please flavor this up like how you're uh, walking up. Uh, remind the audience like uh, how you're dressed, what you look like. Of course, I would love to just explain that Seer is basically wearing what similarly looks kind of like a clown jumpsuit with all the bells and whistles, literally. And as I could say is with confidence, they are dressed not to, you know, cover themselves up fully as their face is exposed, but they are wearing a metal headband that simply flows off the fire up towards the top, making them look like a giant candle. Hmm. And they are walking with what seems to be a skip in their step and a lot more pep than normal, which is very strange for the people that know Seer, as they are very much not that. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Eddie, please, like, uh, paint the picture for us uh, one more time, like, on uh, a little bit of the location and uh, what Eddie and uh, uh, Captain Valentine and Mavet are doing at this moment. It's like, uh, yeah, so Eddie, Mavet, and Captain Valentine are currently, like, uh, relaxing in a, uh, in a nearby, like, a uh, hookah bar, and, like, uh, Eddie has decided to like uh offer his own supply <laughs> as it were and they are now currently like uh smoking it together in those initial stages and are i believe as we've kind of like left off at last point uh captain valentine air quote spoke first <laughs> mm. and uh yes as uh as he begins to speak this would be around the time that uh uh, Seer is uh, wrapping up and beginning to walk uh, towards you guys. Um, but I, I guess uh, the, the start of it is... Uh, and there's not an accent, I should say. This should be like a direct thought here. So what he said was, Gods, it's finally good to speak for myself for once. Hello, Mr. Hayes. Nice to meet you, Captain Valentine, was it? <laughs> yes, that's correct. I'm Captain Valentine. Of the Ink Crows. So, like, this isn't your first time, is it? Yes, uh, I'm afraid not. I've done this before. And, uh, I'm gonna... Yeah, uh, I think uh, he would just leave it at that. I'm afraid not. This isn't my first time. And doesn't elaborate further on that. Oh, I already knew that. I just appreciate your honesty. It gives you a little bit of a nod, uh, sitting down in the alcove within the stone. I think uh, he might even look around at your uh, a friend, the tree man. 
and he would say something along the lines of, uh, since I gave you a bit of honesty, how about, uh, some yourself? Uh, who, what uh, is this? And he squints his eyes at, uh, Mavet. Mavet Soha Fidash. Ah, Mavet. A Mavet. Mm. Can't say I've seen something like you before. I've seen one other, but they're no longer here. They're helping a friend. Friends! Ah, yes, I understand. Gives you a slow nod. <laughs> Do you have many friends? You could say that. I, I just did say that. <laughs> and you guys, uh, yeah, I, I would say, like, uh, you guys probably get the slight visual of a few faces uh, popping within your heads. Um, the commonality is uh, uh, crewmates, uh, people that work under him. Oh, so those are your security. I'm manager for for Eddie here. A manager, huh? <laughs> Again, gives a very slow nod. Yes, uh, you could say my friends are uh, a bit missing at the moment. Well, why did you did you lose? Where'd you lose them? Um, upstream. Well, shouldn't they be flowing down if they're upstream? Strangely enough, no, they were flowing upward is the damnest thing. Are they alive? Hopefully. Do, do you want to help find them? If you'd be so bold and honorable, yes. Okay, uh, let me, uh, I'll ask Eddie if we can after we do our stuff. I got to protect him, you know. Gives a small smile and again nods. Looks towards Eddie, seeing you as uh, the head of this uh, small operation you guys are running. And I'd say at uh, this time, uh, Seer would be uh, walking up. Oh, hi, Seer. Hello. I um, finish with my entertaining as I don't think Mavet would see the signs, but probably Eddie would see it's like, get me out of this costume. I don't like eating candles. My tummy hurts. I brought Janet Jackson with me. Janet. <laughs> Yes, Janet Jackson. Is that a is that a security title too? You could say that stage names are beautifully made. So if you know their name, just call them Janet Jackson for now. Okay. Hi Janet Jackson. Waves. I would, yeah, I was gonna say, I assume she waves. I hope like things went well. Eddie remembers to say out loud. <laughs> made a mighty prophet. Who knew that I could take so many candles? Um, Sir, you got a little something on your lip. <laughs> what color? Don't. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> I'll get it for you. <laughs> well, that just reaches out and touches it. It's mm -hmm. a little melty, but as he pulls it away, it hardens on his finger. Oh, it's just candle. Oh, it's the blue candle. <laughs> that one I had to literally pound down my throat. Don't you worry. You could, Gray? No, um, Eddie. They're not okay because they just realized that Seer really loves candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Eddie, do you uh offer uh the the little uh do you offer a little bit of your uh trucks uh towards this uh, private conversation? It's just like. Hey, uh, Seer, it's like, uh, do you want to, like, come in on this conversation, or... Oh, let's do so. I need a break. We can have some fun, shall we? But for now, 
continue your conversations and I will give my opinions. Well, I, yeah, you kind of need this as he just kind of like uh, gestures. <laughs> to, he uh, kind of can't talk to you directly. Well, not safely. As he just kind of like slowly veers his eyes toward the uh, the sheathed sword. What the fuck are you looking at? Rattles. I got some wax on my face. I can fix that. <laughs> I ain't no damn chump. Sierra whispered to Eddie. Gotcha. Mm. I could I could do that. And I will try to join into the conversation. Okay. Um, I don't believe this is uh, the first time you've smoked. No, it hasn't. So let's get Jakey. Walk. Yeah, walk us through, Eddie. Like, uh, this is a... Uh... Actually, in the case of Seer for this moment, like, I'm kind of imagining that uh, uh, as she's, like, taking, like, a, her, like, a first few hits, like, you know, like, she does start to get, like, that, like, you know, like, a heightened uh, sensory feeling. And I think a bit unfortunately in her case, question mark, it's, uh, that includes, like, you know, like, the, the brushing of her clown outfit against her skin and possibly even like the sensation of the uh of the candle in her throat and stomach that hasn't quite gone away yet it's like you're now very acutely aware of the fact that you just swallowed a lot of candles recently oh no it's gonna be one of those moments where it's like oh god i'm stuffed too much but not like in the and you probably still like taste even more intensely like the leftover candle in your mouth. I definitely need a smoke break. <laughs> uh, but eventually, you know, like uh, the uh, you know, like uh, the echoes of her own mind start to like uh, resonate with uh, with the others uh, around them. Hmm. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Oh, like, Captain Valentine, uh, you didn't, like, lose your crew to the mountain, did you? Looks, looks away, looks to the side. Really, really interested on the cobblestone work. And what's weird is, like, uh, you, you hear him clear his throat, even though he's not going to speak with his mouth. So it just goes, <clears throat> yes, uh, unfortunately, that did occur. We we had a we had a lot of trouble. Were you going that way for a particular reason? Look, you look, seem look, more like the seagoing type. Yes, uh, there's a bunch of things that occurred. First of all, we we were being chased, and we are forced towards your lovely island. And he does a little bit of a hand gesture here. Though we did have a, a bit of business, uh, <laughs> he couldn't go towards the traditional docks. As we were being chased, we went uh, upstream and kept going upstream and upstream and upstream until we came to the mountain. And don't even get me started on those damn monkeys. Well, oh yeah, you were not prepared for those, were you? No, no, we were not. Look, we took our ship took a lot of damage from going upriver and vertically up a damn mountain. Um, I don't know what happened to my crew, and I was uh, kind of thrown off a little bit. But figuratively and literally, I was thrown off. I have no idea what happened to my crew. All I know is my boat is on top of a mountain, and I 
don't know how to get it down. Oh, I guess that doesn't really explain how did you get here. Mm, a lovely story, that. Um, was actually, uh, Squince's uh, eyes at you a little bit, and uh, yeah, he, he would say something along the lines of, we, we were to come here to... We were to come here to take a uh, shipment from your uh, lovely family and export it down to uh, Giuliano. A little bit uh, off the books. No one was supposed to know about the shipment. As in an arrangement just between you and Ma? <laughs> Again, looks away, looking at the stonework, really feeling the table with his finger. Yes, Master Hayes, uh, we also uh, had an arrangement with your mother. And she uh, was the one that, and he takes a couple hesitant moments before continuing on. She's the one who orchestrated the export. It's like a, like a Eddie taking a hit on that, mulling it over. Yeah, I was going to say, like, a couple things isn't adding up from what he's saying. But it, it seems like you just bringing up uh, your mother's name, or just bringing up your mother in general. Uh, has uh, put a little chink in his armor. And how did you come to this arrangement? Mm, it was over a, a bottle of rum at a tavern. It was, uh, she, she's a fun girl, fun girl. Lovely woman. Uh, Captain? Yes, Master Hayes? I would appreciate it if you didn't hide things from me. <sighs> Look, Master Hayes, it's like walking on eggshells with your family. There's a fair line of trust between me and her. She's trusted me with a lot. I can't betray that trust. Well, let me clarify. I don't want to betray that trust for my own well-being. Your own well-being? Yes. Well, how do I put this? Have you ever heard of Minerva? Minerva as in? Yes, Minerva is a goddess of the sea. It's a bit of a, a nautical uh, legend among us sailors. Yeah, give an offering to her for safe travels. If you'd like, you can make a religion check. Well, anyone present can make one if uh, they want to. I will. Might as well. Okay. You have reason not to. Yep. Uliya's bet to Minerva. It's 15 for uh, my bet, strangely enough. <laughs> Jesus. Aliyah ask, would they know about Minerva or would they not? Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, no, I could, I could definitely say this would be a situation where she would be able to make that check with uh, advantage. Just because it's uh, secular to sailors. Wow. Yeah, uh, Luya and uh, strangely enough, Mavet and Seer are very familiar with it. Um, towards uh, Eddie's ignorance on this, I just believe it's just never been. <laughs> it's just one of those things that hasn't been brought up because I don't believe Eddie would have involved himself with uh, uh, too many conversations with sailors, or at least uh, in-depth on their culture. Uh, probably would have been, like, uh, doing other things with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but here's what you guys know. Min uh, Minerva is essentially like a uh, a siren of sorts. Um, throughout multiple tale uh, uh, tales of Minerva, it's usually the classical, you know, siren on the rock luring uh, sailors to their death through uh, uh, the jagged... Uh, uh, reef. But what's interesting about Minerva is she has an almost uh, godlike or goddess-like status amongst the uh, uh, sailors and uh, creatures of the ocean. The idea is that uh, 
her myth revolves around uh, using the vocal cords of uh, uh, beautiful singers as uh, instruments, like uh, vocal cords that trail down her uh, uh, illustrious uh, uh, cloak, and she plays it much like a harp. Now, uh, towards uh, what Aluya would know, is uh, there have been uh, uh, sailors that have went out to sea and come back as mutes, much like our uh, a man Valentine here. So, um, again, it might not be a, might not be a revelation for Eddie, but I would say for uh, Mavet at least, who has been here from start to uh, uh, the current uh, topic. Uh, might have a, uh, a revelation of where his uh, vocal cords went and what he might hold dear. Uh, I believe, like, uh, springboarding off of that, Valentine would say, Your mother's made me promises that she has found my voice, and I'd very much like it back. So, in exchange for that information, you've been doing side jobs for her? Bite bites his uh, lip a little bit and just goes, Yes, I've been doing a favor here, a favor there. And how long has this been going on? We made this deal around six months ago. And today, I was supposed to get my prize. You were supposed to meet with her today? Yes. It's the damnedest thing she didn't show up. Uh, thinking that I've outlived my usefulness and losing my ship, I kind of went down into a spiral. As he looks towards the alleyway where he's been getting the shit kicked in. Well, that does leave more questions for later. But as a kindness, I can offer you an answer to a lingering question. Nah. Squints his eyes. Nah's not like that. She's just been indisposed. Oh, really? Indisposed? What kind of business would pop up to really throw away what we've worked so hard, uh, worked so hard to get to? No. You can tell he's using the royal we. <laughs> Looking down at his sword. I guess to summarize it without going into too much detail, sudden magical teleportation. Pardon? Sudden magical teleportation. Yeah, I heard you. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> uh, due to weird circumstances, she is not here, and I am here. Mm. Yes, appears to be the case. Mm. 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 Second? Okay. Yeah, you see as he's looking away, like uh, his eyes keep darting at you, your uh, your posture, your uh, body language, and bites his lip as he uh, believes what you say. <sighs> well, that complicates things. So excited to find my voice today. Uh, well, for what it's worth, I could probably still try to talk to her about it. I think uh, he strums his fingers over uh, the tabletop. Then... I think he would say, Look, uh, Master Hayes, you can secure my voice and possibly help with my predicament with my ship and on top of uh, your lovely mountains. I'd be more than happy to lay my heart on the table and spill everything. But at this moment, I, uh, I really don't have much of a uh, position to bargain. I really don't have much, and I would... Like, not to lose any more. That next export you were going to make, where was it going? He hesitates and says, Ulriano. And at this point, I will offer good old Eddie an insight check. Well, this will just determine if he has to use that. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a bold face lie. 
Like, uh, from all the information you've gathered up so far, that would not be the destination he'd be going. I believe I've already asked you once before already not to lie to me. Are you adding on to uh, that threat, Mavet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, please paint the picture. So when Eddie said that he was lying to him, uh, Mavet stepped closer to Valentine and is just waiting for Eddie to proceed to see if he has to do anything. Look, dude, I'm a real chill guy. Just as long as you're chill back. You get what I'm saying? Gives you a slow mod, or a slow nod and uh, says, Mr. Hayes, I've already explained to you, I don't have much. Information is all I have. Without this, I don't have anything. What? What's to keep you here? What is to... What, what collateral do I have that you will help me? Once you get your information and leave, I'm done. I'm over. I lose my voice, I lose my crew, and I lose my damn ship. I'm sorry. I don't mean to lie. Again, I'm walking on eggshells here. And all I see below me is a deep abyss. Like, uh, Eddie's going to... Eddie's going to, like, uh, take a moment. Set down, uh, his, like, uh, his vape pen. <laughs> mm. It's, uh... And, like, uh, he's going to, like, uh, pull out one of his mushrooms. Okay. Gives it a like, look. He's going, to, he's going to, like, look toward the captain. Just mm -hmm. like, if, like, my suspicions are right, you've probably seen this before anyway. It's like, and he's going to, um, like, uh, attempt to, like, uh, contact his mom again. Okay. I know about Valentine. He's wanting his voice. Where did you keep it? Or where can I find it? It's important. Um, okay. Vanity set, right drawer, key with gatekeeper. Do not dawdle. Feeling parched, feeling thirsty, feeling tired. I love you, son. Never forget. Then uh, as the, the mushroom in his hand, like, uh, literally fades away to nothing, he picks up his vape pen and sits up, looks over to the captain. All right, let's get your voice. Really? That's it? <laughs> That's it? Just kind of like uh, raise his eye. We don't really have much time to like think about it. Gives you nod. Yes, sir. He's like looks to the rest of the party. Is that you guys coming with or? We definitely will. Security definitely needs to come. Yeah, now's not the time to be playing with your balloons. At this moment, we do hear like uh, some steps coming from the east. As we see uh, two sailors, one male, one female. Uh, one has a rather large belly, and the other one is uh, rather lanky. And they begin to approach, eyes locked onto uh, Seer. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hmm? You hear the bigger man say. That was quite a fine trick over there. I have a few questions for you. I need them to be quick then, for I, I must entertain more as well as aid my friends. The friends? And looks... Over towards uh, Luya, Mavet, Eddie. And their eyes linger on to Valentine. You'll see it's like, no, no, no. My friends pointing to the whole, like, as if they're gesturing to the whole entire area. Basically the crowd. Okay. Um, oh, that, that's a rough one. <laughs> May I please have a deception check? Because it, it sounds like a misdirection. I mean, the reason why I would say is because it is a misdirection, but. Yep. They ask for friends, and I'm, like, just pointing to, like, what would be most natural with, like, an entertainer, you know? Yeah. Everyone's okay. my friend. You, you know, know what? I'll 
Well, let's give it to a performance. That sounds fun. None of it matters, though. I, I suck at it. Wait, can you can you eat more candles as Mavet tosses a silver piece at Seer? <laughs> oh my god! Maybe I they'll love give you. her at with her the with the bandage uh, with the bandage, so it's a straight roll. Oh my god! Uh, actually, no. There's something we should uh, like uh, really uh, set straight here. Uh, you would be rolling with advantage itself. Um, and again, I'm trying to get used to this as well. Um, with the first level of exhaustion, you're only suffering a negative one penalty. So please just put a negative one onto your roll. I plan to. Roll with advantage. Yes. Please keep me honest about that. You do not have disadvantage on your rolls. That's what I'm trying to make sure. So I have an 11. Yeah. Mm. It, yes. Uh, the whole world is your friend. <laughs> Gives a little bit of a belly chuckle, but you know, the laugh is fake. Um, and I think he might actually uh, say to you, Seer, what? Uh, I think even the woman actually would uh, come a bit closer and uh, say to you, Seer, would you please give us a moment alone? And looks towards uh, the other people around you, then back at you. Fuck, I'm in this situation where it's like, I can't give an excuse because then they're going to ask why not. Mm -hmm. As I said, it has to be quick. So, of course. Janet Jackson, you stay here. It'll be just a moment. No, I want my money's worth. I was also messaged. Can't, it can't hurt to swallow one more candle. <laughs> I can swallow the candle. Hello, Janet Jackson. What'd you say? Oh, they want to join me. Let me swallow this candle first. Oh, God, Eddie, I hate you a little bit. I'm going to like, now they're going to count how many candles are in their stomach. Oh, takes it, puts a candle in their mouth, shoves it down without chewing. Before you bring along Miss Jackson, uh, does, does she also eat candles they are more of a balloon fanatic as well as a dancer a balloon fanatic yes yes uh actually um i need uh <laughs> explain this one in a little bit here but uh i'm gonna offer you persuasion roll oh my god this is like me gambling with my worst stat how dare you all right let's keep doing it let's keep doing it <laughs> um actually before you make that roll uh, please do it with intelligence. And again, I will explain why. This isn't a... Uh, this doesn't stem from your personality. Apparently, I was told guidance. Yep, rolled that 1d4. 14. That would be a lovely 14, yes. Uh, yes, balloons. I see, I see. And you see, like, both the man and the woman, like, nodding together. No, no issue. Thank you so much for letting us know. Then, let us speak with each other. Sphere will follow them a short distance, but not like into a dark alley somewhere scary. Start leading you off. Although not entering the uh, alley itself, they uh, motion in for like uh, uh, towards a door. Uh, one of them opens it up. See the burly man opening up the door for you. So the second that Seer and Aluya begin to leave, I turn to Eddie and say, I think they might know about her no-no stuff of her being made of fire. <laughs> you see, <laughs> you see Valentine spit up a little bit of rum. <laughs> uh, Eddie, I'll allow a response before moving on with us here. Here, like uh, Eddie inhales a bit. It's like uh, before exhaling. Oh, I'm sure they do, but that's probably to our advantage. Yeah. Should I? Should I tail behind or 
make sure you're okay. Uh, they'll let us know if something's up. Gentlemen, gentlemen, you hear from the west. You see one man approaching. It is not that close to you, Eddie. Let me this back. That scared me. It's like you said, not yeah. that close. And it's like he just phased into existence. Yeah, yeah, like, ah. yeah no, I... Because that, that, that is very rude. Just a slap on a motherfucker five feet from a player without a check. <laughs> oh, um, so you do hear from uh, the West, Eddie, as we are going to cut away from this scene in particular uh, with, again, uh, I would say another person who has uh, the outfit uh, similar to uh, Valentine. They seem to have uh, the regalia of a uh, captain. And he just uh, says to you, again, like you guys are in a pretty hidden spot. And he seemed to just pick you guys away, seeing you, just saying, uh, gentlemen, uh, I, a word please, gentlemen, as he does begin to approach. Going to Moo and Seer. Uh, what do you do, Seer? The door is open and they are offering you a, uh, a well, making a gesture for, hey, please come in. Can you describe the building to me? Is it like a warehouse? Is it like a home with windows? Is it other things like that? Um, So like we've went over before and uh, the cobblestone uh, ground uh, is misleading. Uh, imagine it as wood. Um, you guys are on the docks uh, where sailors come to relax. There's a lot of taverns, uh, taverns, brothels, uh, things to, for a, a sailor to unwind with as soon as uh, they come back from a hard day's work. Uh, this in particular, this does seem like a little bit of a, a storage, uh, yeah, a little bit of a storage shack, I would say. So it would be a modest-sized uh, building. You see a bunch of crates, a bunch of barrels uh, stacked haphazardly. Please, come in. My brain is being, like, scared, but I'm like, I have to dig, so I shall walk in. Please uh, put yourself uh, on top of the building. And I assume Janet Jackson would uh, shatter your footsteps. Correct. You see man and woman come in, the woman trailing behind, her back to the door. You hear a little bit of a click. She locks it. Your eyes go from the woman to the man. As you look at the man, you just see him just massaging his face. Uh, fingers over uh, temples, forehead. One, one second, please. Almost there. And you see him just grabbing his uh, hair and just you hear a sickening rip as he's ripping down his uh, flesh over his face. And you see a bit of a mucus underneath it is bubbling up. No blood. And as he begins to rip, you see what appears to be a frog made of water. So, are they more made of water, or are they a frog? I ask because I'm going like, am I seeing a genasi, or am I seeing a grung? M more made of water. Just making sure, because I was about to laugh, going like, did I just see a grung? And that'd be freaky. You see uh, what appears to be uh, two frogs. And, again, the woman does the same thing, ripping it out, and uh, that one has a little bit of uh, lipstick over her uh, little, little wide mouth. In the shape of a heart. But yes, uh, the man, you uh, see he is a uh, water genasi. And he uh, comes forward. Oh, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Yes, sir. I couldn't believe the spectacle you were putting on. <laughs> Quite genius. But really, you are leaving a trail. You need to be more careful. You're 
You're going to... He looks around and lowers his voice a little bit. Going to cause a disturbance around here. We must stay silent, sister. Seer will kind of drop their act a bit and just be like, I usually do, but the problem is I am in a bit of a predicament where my usual methods don't work. So I have to take the other approach It's for a short bit and then, well, probably coop myself here. Or not here, but like in a more private area. <laughs> Before we get too crazy here, uh, please. And he uh, holds out his hand. Seer, already been exposed, seems to be like these people are also risking themselves to be exposed. So might as well grab his hand. Are we having like an elemental moment where touching hands, their hand, water, their hand boils, and then? It, it depends. Did you do alter self? I couldn't, because the problem is usually when I alter self, it's that. But you know. Yeah, it, that that's the main reason I'm asking. Yes, it'd be an elemental moment where you know, their hand touches yours, and we see steam rise from it, and he just gives a, a smile. <laughs> I was worried there for a second that we'd have to kill you. <laughs> Oh, sister. And he uh, comes in for a uh, bit of a hug. So good to see our kind around here. You wouldn't be the first of the people I have met before, but you wouldn't be... I haven't seen hundreds, maybe a handful. But you live in dangerous areas, don't you? Oh, it's a part of the job. <laughs> and you just see him, like, uh, croak his throat. Like, you just see that bulge. And uh, looks towards... Uh, that, yeah, I think the eyes fall onto uh, Janet Jackson, good old Aluya over here, and they just uh, do the same exchange, doing a small little hop over. I wouldn't grab their hand or hug them. Let's oh? just say, let's just say they are extremely new to their predicament. New? Oh, oh dear. And you see uh, the female uh, water genasi coming up again, frog with a little bit of lipstick over the mouth, shape of the heart comes over and just looks Janet Jackson up and down and just goes, oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. It's always scary when you go through your first time, waking up, not knowing anything about the world, but we're here for you. We're family. And uh, I kind of want to imagine as she's talking, like the tongue flings out and grabs a nearby insect and it fucking comes back to the mouth. Small chewing. Luckily for them, I prepared something that they can hide more efficiently than I so, but I just worry since, well, sometimes residual things could occur, but where do you hail from besides here? Um, trying to think if uh, check's even necessary here. No, I, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a check is uh, necessary. They, uh, they would, uh, tell you. Yes. Well, you, you see, we had a bit of an incident a good two, three decades ago. Yes. There was a calamity, or a watcher, sorry. Vernacular, I need to remember. There was a watcher going around the Titan Sea. A bit of a hurricane, that one. Had a bunch of eddies coming here and there. And uh, unfortunately, me and my wife uh, points towards uh, the woman. Yes, we were on a vessel that ended up getting eaten by the sea. And the rest is history. We ended up following the storm from there. And we ended up finding a tribe of... Uh, brethren, sisters, brothers, that gave us a home when no one else would. Our sim stories are similar. I hail from 
Well, you might not know this since it sounds like you're still working with the vernacular of the Watchers, but I am from a location called Direfall. Hang on, let me let me mend that. That was just a hiccup as me, a DM. They they have three decades of experience. It's just, uh, yeah, that that was a fuck up on my part remembering it after I said it. But please continue. But they'll be like, I'm from Direfall. Yep. Most people would say it's part of the Dominion of the Kindle. Yes, the Dominion of the Kindle. <laughs> you see them looking at each other. Where do you find your allegiances now? You're quite a hop and a skip away from home, if you don't mind me saying. Yes, quite so. <laughs> They're quite far away. Currently, I am trying to do research as well as develop a procedure that relates with the transformations of Genasi, since, well... Often people will not only be forcefully changed, but also the fact, I would say, is often you forget your memories. But the process I am trying to discover is mainly for the benefit of our kind as well as others so that they would not look about on us with any more fear. It's rather hard though since I think you're already aware that people that are that of the Watchers, well, either have two sides, they are peaceful or they are tyranny. But that's from my culture. They tend to be a lot more brazen and hot-headed. I'm afraid you might misunderstand what I'm saying here. Uh, are you still with the kingdom? Or are you still with the Kindle? I would say I'm inactive. A very long <laughs> time inactive. <laughs> you just see, like, uh, it start expanding. It's good to hear. You see, we, we've been looking for recruits here and there. <laughs> As you can imagine, it's really hard to open give an open invitation especially to uh, people who go through experiences like you and I and her uh, motioning to uh, the other two it's hard to break that type of allegiance that slavery you you see if you wouldn't mind we would like to offer you a bit more freedom safe haven i'd appreciate that although as i'm afraid to say i wouldn't be able to stay i would be able to visit and possibly reconvene and give more details, but I do like a safe haven, especially for those that, well, are in a situation where they're surrounded by things that could very well murder them on sight. Mm. Gives a sagely nod. I'm afraid my uh, sister, brother, my cousin, if the offer I'm going to make you, I can only make you one time, is a serious decision. And I'm afraid there is no way of walking out of it. See uh, the woman right next to him, also nodding along. We offer freedom, but we all need to work together. These divisions between the Genasi, support. Fire Genasi only mingling with the fire Genasi. The water Genasi only swimming with the water Genasi. That's not the way it should be. We're a storm, young lady. Young man, we, we should mix together. We are elements. We are not meant to be secular. We are meant to all ride together, work together to a common goal. So we can all walk the streets hand in hand. What I offer needs commitment. Above table, Eddie, this seems so... Like, it sounds like a great thing, but it sounds so suspicious because of two things. Wonder Water Genasi. <laughs> so we're hunting down a Water Genasi, like, general... And two, and this is what makes it really suspicious, is that when they say I can only offer this once, it makes it sound like 
more of a threat than anything. So, Eddie, how do you feel? This I won't use your information as part of this. I'm just so curious. Well, to be fair, you, you guys still have a, a connection at this moment. If you want, I could uh, go towards uh, the other group and uh, catch them up to the point you're at. Let's do that, because I would love the idea that Eddie's basically having, like, multiple TV screens in their head, and they're just watching what's yes. unfolding. Yeah, a little little bit of static going here and there. All right, Eddie. Let's uh, go back to you. Excuse me. Excuse me. And you just see, like, a, a person that has the attire of a captain. Very, very floopy hat, vest, a uh, long coat, as he is uh, walking towards you. Not with a hurried pace but making his presence known. Excuse me there. Uh, hey there. Hello. And uh, squints at you. My, is, is that Mr. Hayes over there? Squints. Or are you just a uh, uh, triton that has the misfortune of being an otter? I mean, I wouldn't personally call it a misfortune. It's just like, I'm fluffy. <laughs> yes. Yes, cute and fluffy. No, I, I don't mean it as a, uh, as a bit of a dig. It's just uh, the renown of the Hayes family. You wouldn't want to be mistaken as them without being a part of the family. Uh, well, then you would not be mistaken. Oh, that's excellent. Excellent. Yes, uh, Mr. Hayes, I don't mean to bother you. It's just I have a bit of business uh, over here as well. Um, looking towards uh, Valentine. Yes, I'm afraid your associate needs to answer for a few things. Won't take but a moment, but I would like a bit of privacy. Uh, like, uh, Eddie, like, uh, taking advantage of the fact that he's still, uh, uh, connected with the captain. Yep. You know this dude? Um, the captain is just staring at, uh, the stranger, and again, without making any eye contact with you like anything is happening, he, uh, says to you, I'm afraid I've never seen this person before. So it won't, it won't take but a moment. I just wish to speak with him in private. He, uh, he unfortunately wronged my crew, and I wish for some uh, recompensation. Uh, recompensation, how? Well, <clears throat> sure, you don't want to be bothered too much about the details. It's... Uh, how rude of me. Mr. Hayes, yes, I'll tell you everything. I, I had a bit of a shipment in goods that recently went missing. And I'm led to believe that that man in question, nods over towards uh, Valentine, is responsible for the theft. Uh, how long ago was this? Yes, it was about... Scratches his uh, beard. Two, maybe three days ago. Been looking all... I've uh, been investigating the manor by hand, and this is the first uh, real breakthrough that we've had. Going back to the connection. Captain, how long have you been without your ship? So it's been a couple days. Before you ask, no, I did not take any goods. I lost my ship before I even uh, came to dock. Uh, <laughs> I, this is, I know it's two unreliable people telling you shit. If you'd like, you can make some insight rolls here. <laughs> that just occurred to me. <laughs> uh, would you also like to join in here, Mobet? Well, I don't hear the connection talk. Um, I've been under the impression that it's been like an open comm. Am I wrong with that, Eddie? Like, uh, as far as I know, it's been open. Then I'll, I'll just refrain from it. I'm waiting for orders from Eddie, but I'm on guard, yep. making sure they don't Valentine in this guy. Don't touch. With a uh, 17, uh, what you can gather from uh, the situation is uh, Valentine is being truthful 
and uh, towards uh, the man in uh, question. Although he was, uh, he, it seems like he's mixing a bit of truth and lies into what he's saying uh, by uh, using, say, like uh, Valentine's arrival at the island to cooperate his uh, story. Please, we uh, we can we can iron out this situation. It won't take too long. I just need to know where the goods are. Uh, well, thing is, is that the good captain's been without his ship for the last few days. Oh, really? Oh, quirks an eyebrow. Where, pray tell, did his ship go? Uh, based on my guess, it's probably with the apes now. Um, I'll offer you another insight check, just based on uh, this man's reaction. Uh, the man seems very ignorant of what you're talking about, but uh, he acts surprised. And I would even go so far as to say, again, that is a bit strange in itself, just because uh, regardless if uh, sailors have fully explored the island, if... Uh, that if they've either lived here or frequented this island, they should be familiar with the dangers. You're saying that monkeys took away his ship? A bit of a disbelief. That's, they're pretty hard to miss. Yes. Slow nod of the head. Probably uh, even gives a, a deep inhale, exhale. Mr. Hayes, it, it appears that we're at a bit of a crossroads. Look, if you can't give me the good captain, at least give me the location of his ship, so I may recoup on my losses. Yeah, it's a funny thing about this island. Mm. Is that the creatures that live here like to take what they want. Yeah, I'm beginning to see a pattern with its citizens as well. Well, the apes are a bit less nice about it. It's his teeth. You do know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, Mr. Hayes, of course. Let it ride as a bold face lie. Yeah. Captain, what's the greatest danger of this island? People, of course. Can't trust them. Mm, I'm sorry, what was your name again? <sighs> Mr. Hayes, please. I would like either to talk to the captain alone to see his ship. I think I'd like to meet with the dockmaster to see if you've registered. Squints his eyes. At this point, uh, at this moment, I'm going to say like the times have aligned, and this would be uh, the point where Seer would be able to chime in here. So, Eddie, this is a strange thing I want you to know, but I'm being offered to join something, but they only offered it once, and they're water genasi frogs. But it sounds like either a they want to work with my goals, which is very not likely since not many people think that you could change things like that or they might be recruiting others around the cities to help out with the uh, genasi takeover should i accept their offer to i would say recon or do you think i should just deny and then possibly deal with the consequences if they don't want me walking about accept it for now if nothing else we might be appreciate the contact and the extra information will do Although, you should probably know that we are dealing with somebody suspicious, too. And they're getting pretty angry. And I would say at this point, Eddie, you see uh, two other sailors, like, uh, uh, slowly approaching as well. So I guess, like, Eddie, in the middle of that uh, that, uh, that little mental connection there, like, it is, like, smoking a bit, releasing a puff. Uh, you know, Captain, I'm going to walk around dressed like that. You should at least do basic research about the place you're going. You see his eye twitch a little bit. Um, let's see. Um, I'm gonna pivot to uh, 
a seer really quick just to see how that resolves and we'll go back to see how that other situation gets resolved uh seer we're in the uh shack we have uh dust motes flying in the air as the last uh yeah i'm gonna say as a candlelight is now uh the natural light of the room or even your own uh your own uh genasi fire is what lights the room and you see uh the frog like uh, croak a little bit and he says we do this out of love i'm asking you with knowing i'm only going to offer this once would you like to hear it you may offer are you certain there is no going back I do not wish to slay my own kin. What benefits you would benefit me? Gives you a smile. And uh, the woman, uh, the, uh, the man looks towards the woman and the woman pipes up. So what you should know is the domains, the kingdoms, that all, all of the Genasi that stick together, stick to their element. That is just one side of the coin. There is another faction out there where... All of us can live together in harmony, walking the streets without persecution. And she comes in close, and there's a bit of a glow in her frog-like uh, dumbbell-shaped eyes. It's called the Rebirth Bastion. Now please, hear me out. They have a plan. Although it is a bit scary, we are trying our best to bolster our numbers. So we are a force to be reckoned with. So that all these... Racists that look down upon us, that kill us the moment they lay eyes on us so we can fight back on numbers, so we can rise against opposition, against those that keep us down, those that slay us. We plan to live within the storms, help guide the storms as a barrier, as a bit of protection towards our own. Right now we're going through the island, seeing if any of our kin are hit hidden among the populace and she's just looking at you gauging your reaction before she goes on i'm in a listening pose very much kind of like letting them talk not seemed afraid also by the fact that i know that we get out of the situation so i'm rather calm i would say we are riding the tide of maelstrella her and quagmire are leading us leading us towards a better future each one of the elements has a representative, and we're hoping that through this recruitment, through these trials and tribulation, that we'll look over what element each of our kin are, or we are all a family. There's no bad blood between family. Ribbit, and you just see her throat like a bulge. Makes a lot of sense. Finding refuge within our kind can aid us greatly. Sweetie, could I see your hand? Puts hand out. Yeah, looking at your hand, her ha uh, her watery hand glides over yours, and there's a bit of steam that lifts. Sweetie, what have you had to do to survive? I had to run. Smiles. We've all had to run. You know, I was a bit of a pacifist in my past life. I couldn't hurt a fly. And she looks you dead in the eyes. Ever since that fateful night, me and my husband were skewered within the storm. Had to do a lot of things to survive, to live. We'd be given the right to live. Breathes in heavy, exhales. I'm not proud of it, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes so that I may live the life I want to live. 
and I want to offer you the same dream. Oh my god, Gray. I knew one day I was going to be offered to basically join. I thought for a second there, I thought they were just being like, Genasis and Water Genasis can be together and be like, are you making an elemental joke? But now I know it's like, off. Oh, damn it, you are trying to make me join the enemy. And the answer is yes. Mm. Not to be evil, but it's a great opportunity. Think about it. Mm. Sounds quite lovely. So, you wish to join us? If I said otherwise, I think I'd be doing a disservice to my brothers and sisters. Gives you a bit of a smile. Thank you, cousin. Then with that said, where do we go now? I don't assume that it's just... Oh, hey, I'm in. It's more to it, isn't it? So, uh, she, uh, uh looks at you, gives you a bit of a smile, and, uh, says, well, we need to speak to Captain Eddie, and once we get the green light, we should be able to organize a bit of a meeting with, uh, Quagmire. I mean, it is the right-hand man of, uh, of Maelstrella herself, but his word is worth his weight in gold. Once you have the approval, you'll be one of us. We can take you there really fast. Basically hoping Eddie's listening to this goes like... <laughs> if you want, you can say that you uh, repeat at least little fragments. Nothing too crazy. You can't have a one-to-one, -one, but if you need to say like key words, you can definitely pass that along as not to distract the both of you. I think I would do that, but I probably would be like, then before... We speed along. I do need to prep for... Well, I'm carrying lightly, since I know some of my equipment that I would need. I couldn't just stroll about, especially if I had to eat candles. So, that sounds like a lovely plan. And, uh, I think, uh, they might actually pull out a, uh, a feather. And you, uh, see, like, uh, her hand glide over, uh, the feather as it gets, uh, slightly, uh, stained. And uh, hands it over to you. I examined the feather. Mm -hmm. It's a uh, a feather you've uh, seen uh, all too well. Um, it is the same type of feather you've seen from uh, your time on uh, the Dragon Egg Island. It is the same feather you've seen from uh, the Manor in uh, Shayam uh, from uh, the Bird. It's a Drac uh, Dracula Falcon feather. It's either Dracula Falcon or Dracula Hawk is one of the two. Hawk, if I remember. And Aaliyah confirms it. Appreciate that. It's Dracula Hawk. Essentially, uh, the feathers are uh, used as a uh, means of uh, communication, while uh, the ciphers of the feather usually uh, go unnoticed. And uh, she says to you, like uh, holding uh, both of you, uh, like one of your hands with uh, both of hers, she just uh, says, uh, please look down at your uh, hand that holds the feather. I will do as they say. As you look down at the water that uh, essentially floats over your hand, like uh, her hands over yours, you can see through her skin, and you see through her skin that uh, words appear on uh, the feather. Then she slips her hands away. You need the eyes of the elements to read these feathers. I'm sure you're familiar, or you may not be. See one of fire, and you need eyes of fire. See one of water, then you need eyes of water. And she gives you a bit of a grimace. But unfortunately, you don't have eyes of water, so you're going to have to do the next best thing and grab a little bit of water. Hover it over, and you should be able to read it. Thank you. Anything for you, cousin. Gives you a nod. Please, once you find a secure place, read that. We shall meet again. 
I will do as you say then. Mm. So you not. And you see the man who uh, tore his uh, face off, like he's just pulling back the hair, and it you just see a bizarre uh, expression of uh, the face being uh, stretched back, and you just hear just the sound of fabric being torn, then tightened, then the face uh, blinking, winking, making bizarre uh, uh, reactions and expressions until he moves his tongue about, and he just has a pudgy face of a human. <laughs> Who's a pleasure? Gives you not. Pleasure's all mine. Yes. yes, it is good to see another one of us. She gives you not as well. You see them both leave out the door. During this time, I would say she wouldn't say anything to Aluya. She would just simply look and give a face of like awkwardness. But then it's like we'll continue on their way as they kind of transfer all the info they just acquired to Eddie, especially of Captain Eddie. All right. So do you put back on your uh, disguise? Oh, yeah. I'm not going to walk out and get murdered. Okay. Uh, How do you do so? Basically put on the same kind of showiness of it because the issue I have is that I can't just transform myself, you know? Mm -hmm. I will if things go bad. I can do that, but then I take the risk of getting more tired. But really, Seer is playing it smart because if someone tries to come up, Seer has a way to bypass, you know, they can cast a spell really quick and be able to disguise themselves as a human or anything like that, you know? So let me lay this down for you. Um, Because that did take a fair amount of time. You are also going to have to spend time to put on like your outfit and get ready. And that is going to be the cost of not using disguise self. If anything occurs with Eddie and uh, like a party B over there, you are going to be this far away behind a door. Fair enough. Then I will put on the costume and whatever happens will happen. will continue to happen until I put on my costume. Okay. We zoom back to Eddie and bit of uh, a twitch with the man's face. No no need to be so rash, Mr. Hayes. I can tell when I'm no longer welcome. It's back towards uh, the other sailors. Looks back towards uh, you guys. We'll take a step towards Eddie unless uh, Mob Vet gets in the way. I would attack right there. Oh, really? Or I would go for a grapple. Yes, uh, a grapple works out for me, but I thought that was a bit excessive there. All right, uh, make me the athletics check. Give me the roll. Yes, sir. And I'm thinking. You're thinking? Are you uh, thinking? I'm trying to, like, I'm not trying to force it. I'm trying to, you know, do the whole thing. He's walking past me, so I brush his arm up and put it behind his back to essentially... Okay. Like, immobilize him like that through pain. So I was thinking adding my dexterity modifier, but if not, I'll just roll this. Okay. Yeah, make the roll. Right, gonna make a dexterity. Damn, you got his arm. <laughs> God's damn tree, man. I don't mean any ill will. Well, you're getting too close to Mr. Eddie here. I wish to make introductions. We've got off on the wrong foot. And he offers you a hand, Eddie, as he says. My name is Captain Eddie. It's a pleasure. Yeah, Eddie not breaking eye contact with him. It's like a... It's like a... It, Accepts the hand and gives a couple couple shakes before uh, bringing back his free hand. Um, Eddie, should should I let him go, or what do you want me to do? Uh, 
actually like uh this would be the moment where it's just like just like i'm thinking like that name that he just got mm. it's like uh it's like uh going back to the communication yep well that pretty much confirmed it looks like i'm speaking with the captain <laughs> will you say back to us here seems like the captain is a rather busy man too since he seems to be also directly connected to quagmire someone that we've been looking for tread lightly they seem to be connected with genasi so i would be careful not to mention it unless i talk to them first seemed really interested in captain valentine and i have a feeling i know why doesn't surprise me then one advantage with us then is that we will be able to split apart and continue the investigations in two different directions. Aaliyah will have to be aside with me and then you will be on your own. It's actually easier since I don't have to disguise myself with them. But for you, I think it'd be more of a hazard if I was near you. So we should reconvene at a time that will work for both of us. <laughs> Leave a message after the beep. Beep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to say at that moment, uh, between that conversation, we hear the flapping. We hear the flapping of wings. And you see uh, uh, Captain Eddie look up. And we see like a few feathers begin to fall. And he catches one in his hand. Plays with it for a second with his finger. I don't mean to cause you any more trouble, Mr. Hayes. I apologize for any inconvenience I may have caused here. If you would, please keep an eye out for our shipment. Gives you not. We'll be sure to have my people look into it. Wouldn't ask for anything more. Gives you nod. Tip of the hat. Eyes linger on you. Onto my vet. I assume Echo Knight Eddie. And finally, Valentine. And there's just a bit of coldness behind that stare. And he clinks his boots together and attempts to leave. Does Mavet uh, let him go? Uh, Eddie, like I asked, is he good to go? You can let him go. He hasn't laid a hand on me after all. Well, except the one. That was a good hand, though. He was nice with it. So as Mavet unhooks his arm from behind, uh, Captain Eddie's back spins him around towards face Mavet and, you know, still holding his arm, shakes his hand and says, thank you for not hurting Mr. Eddie. Gives you a nod. And let him go. Wouldn't dream of it. Goes up. The men leave the scene uh everyone give yourselves a 500 exp for avoiding combat yeah just yeah just uh so you you guys are aware because of uh moose decisions that uh really helped uh avoid a conflict here not to mention uh all of the holes that uh mr Eddie Hayes uh, poked in the story along with standing his ground. Yes, you guys are free of the combat, and it is approaching 6.30 in the game. Uh, Eddie's going to uh, toss his vape pen over to the captain. Uh, he catches it, takes a look at it, and just goes, the fuck is this? Oh, actually, no, he can't. <laughs> he says in your head, what the fuck is this? <laughs> keep smoking that if you want to keep talking. Gives you not. And uh, he does uh, he does inhale, puts a vape to his mouth, but he has that shit-eating grin. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like anyone taking uh, a picture uh, while smoking a vape. <laughs> so then Eddie starts walking. 
All right. Is it safe to assume everyone's going to be leaving the scene here? Correct. Okay. And he's got a schedule to keep. Yep. Go back to the map here. All right. All right, Mr. Eddie, where are you going? It's, uh, in which case, he is making his way back to the estate. Mm-hmm. Does everyone fall suit? From a distance, I'm going to make sure that I'm close enough that I could still talk with Eddie, but we're still going to stay busy. Because the thing is, I can't... The big thing is, I don't want to draw suspicion still. So unless we go back home, which would not help us a lot since we're trying to stick together to avoid having issues. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to offer everyone here a uh, perception check as you guys begin to walk. Wow. Eddie's on a miss, uh, mission. But then that one, he has tunnel vision. Mavet's 13, easily distracted by birds. And Seer, yours is just high enough. So let me tell you, there's two thresholds. One's at 12, one's at 16. One at 12, uh, Mavet, like, uh, you are, your eyes are wandering all over the place. But you do see, like, uh, some more, like, birds. They uh, seem reminiscent of par- uh, parrots with uh, how colorful their uh, feathers are. But as you uh, begin to look at them, again, it does make you think of something, Mavet. It reminds you of uh, the first time you met this group, almost in a uh, past life. The vague memory of a bird in a cage within a manor. You see quite a few birds of that nature. Uh, Seer, as you begin to walk along, you do notice that like uh, through the dr- uh, drunken revelry that's uh, taken over on the docks, that there are eyes that linger on your group. Now, eyes that focus on Eddie, that is commonplace. He's a big name on the island. But you do see like uh, people, couple people, eyeing down your group as a whole, each one of you. Like there's a connection between all of you. Do you even see Seer like uh, a drunken stumble of a man following you? Yes, that is correct, uh, Mavet. These are similar feathers to uh, what Captain Eddie caught. I should say the birds have similar feathers. Imagine them all having a, a blue tinge to them. Well, now we know they have eyes everywhere, guys. With that said, mentally, I'll let Eddie know that there are eyes everywhere and I'm we're being followed, so I'm going to split away from him so that the drunken person might follow me as Aaliyah and I perform. Are you going alone? Not with... Um, Aaliyah's going to come with me. They refuse to... What might have to actually happen is that I probably will have to have Seer lodge somewhere else versus the Eddie estate. Okay. But yeah, that's that's why I let Eddie know in their head. It's yeah. like we're being followed. Yeah, unless Eddie raises any uh, any issues with it, then we're gonna move on. Uh, Eddie will uh, he will uh, he will like a like a mentally say to Seer, "I'm pretty okay with you guys splitting up. You guys can get out of trouble pretty easily when you're together. Just stay safe." Will do. Keep mental I'll touch. To con- I'll find another way to contact you. I can only imagine that, like, the mindfuck's starting to wear off on you. Afraid so. I'm not feeling the candle poking my stomach as much. All right. So as the camera has an aerial view of uh, the party, yeah, you could say a bird's eye view of the party. And we see Eddie, Mavet, and Valentine uh, going uh, north towards the estate, while Seer and Aluya go east within an alley or... Like, uh, how, how do you split from the group? 
I mean, we just make it natural. The idea is that I go to where the crowds are the biggest, where Eddie's going to a specific location. Yeah. So ultimately, I just stop and do another performance. Yeah. All right. So you guys uh, do performance. You see the person stumbling, following you, and uh, eventually approaches you, Seer. He has a bit of a red nose, a couple of hiccups, a little bit of a wobble as he comes within five feet of you. Before I say anything, before I say anything, can I incite this? Yes. Yes, you can. That one. Mm. All right. No suspicions raised. Yeah, there's no suspicions raised. His uh, nose has a little bit of snot coming out, and he wipes it wipes it off with his forearm. And he just goes, you know why I'm here, right? Candles? No. Stop acting like a fool. You can be honest with me. Honesty is a hard thing to do in such a public area. I must keep an act up. Unless there's more. Just tell me. I'm sitting there going, like, tell him what? He didn't give me anything to tell him with. Tell me. Here, you haven't read your message yet. <laughs> Let me look at my message again. There you go. Oh, my brain. Tell me. They literally gave you a message they asked you to read. Would it have been possible for me to just have read the message beforehand? Because I, if the message was important to read, I would have read it before I left. Okay. Uh, tell me how you'd read it. I mean, they said add a little water to it, correct? Uh, water over it. Yeah. So water skin, pour it on. Hold it in my hand, cupped. Yeah. Okay, if that's the case and you uh, keep it submerged. Honestly, unfortunately with you, you have a little bit of a timeline because uh, that water begins to steam. But uh, you do get the message crossed. And uh, essentially, like, uh, what what it details specifically is just a uh, shack deep within the town. It's an innocuous uh, address, just very nonchalant. It seems just like a, a meeting point with a time uh, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Make sure you write that down. Perfect. Yeah, because I'm not not going to I'm not going to make a uh, address. I'm not going to remember a couple di- or a couple weeks from now. <laughs> just know it is within the city. It is a shack and it, it the time is about 8 a.m. Well, that works. Now I got to figure out this guy that's talking to me. Go like, don't lie to me. And I'm like, <sighs> tell me. And he's getting a little, little bit more aggressive about it. What do you know? I know a lot of things. All sorts of things, many things, all things that are related to good or bad. You need to be specific. I need to know why my wife left me. Tell me. Here's a good question for you, good sir, for I am an entertainer and I can be also a therapist. First, <laughs> I'm talking candle. <sighs> And he grabs it in the weirdest way possible. Lights the candle and goes like, Now, as the candle... Hold it upside down. Burn, as the candle burns, tell me, and this is the most important details, when did it start falling? Well, you see, uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a sailor. Go out and see, catch fish, bring it back. <laughs> my, my wife is a human. And one day, she... Ended up becoming pregnant. And then when she gave labor to him, goddamn Triton, <laughs> it left me. How long were you gone? And most importantly, well, before this horrible incident occurred, did you show appreciation to them? Did you try your best? Because though some people say I provided for them, did you really provide all the things they need? 
I provided everything she needed. Laundry to do, making dinners, long, long times alone at the house when I went to the bar with the boys. I just don't see where it went wrong. Let me ask you the same question then. If you love puppies, do you love puppies? My dog died. <laughs> then you understand that if your dog died, what was the what things the dog needed? Yeah, yeah, the dog's like a woman. You throw a ball, wait for her to bring him back, and give her a couple pats on the head and call her good. Not that's that hard. That's the problem, though. There's more to it. I imagine you gave it hugs, took it on adventures with you. You did things that unconsciously would show a lot of love to the dog, but to a woman, they're not a dog. Sometimes they could be a bitch, what? but the difference is that's not the same thing. Thank you, Moomin, for making the joke for me. You're welcome. <laughs> Here's the thing, and this is for you as a future lesson for... While I could give you comfort, while I give you entertainment, I have to give you the truth. That while you did love them, while you did provide them a lot of things, you did not provide them the things that would make them want to stay with you. And simply what that is, so that you could learn for your future endeavors, is time together. Not wealth or things that would make any person just feel safe. The person right. themselves there had to be there to make them feel safe. You're right. You're right. And he takes a big, like, uh, sip from a bottle of rum. I know what I gotta do now. Track down that son bitch that I slept with my wife. Really fuck him up. Bring him home. And I'll have all the time in the world with that girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh. <laughs> and he starts walking away and just goes... Uh, our baby will learn. I'll love him too. Maybe after a couple of hits. <laughs> I would literally Cause... look to and be like, this is one of the rare times I would say the shock him. <laughs> yeah. I would just like stun him for a second with the sh shock, but I'm like, but that might kill him. Do you want to? No, I'm not taking control of Louis' character. I'm just sitting there going like, this is not going to work out for him, is it? Yeah, he's he's planning to beat, possibly kill, a uh, a man that snuck into bed with his wife, and uh, to him, like uh, the the bridge between like uh, the missing time he's had with his wife can be reclaimed with this. See, remind me, don't you get like a number of free castings of lesser restoration a day? That's what I plan to do. Is like as he's walking away, I just slap him in the back with a lesser restoration. And in reality, I didn't slap him with a spell. I stabbed him with a syringe. Oh, God. Are you planning to sober him up? What the fuck are you planning That's to do cool here? Because it sounds like a drunken rage. And then you just go like, re basically. Hey, do you do that? I do. Okay, less restoration. Syringe in the back of the neck. Um, he face plants onto uh, the boardwalk. Because uh, that alcohol was the only thing keeping him going. He is exhausted and tired and immediately falls asleep. So, just imagine he's walking away, you slap in the back of the head, then he just face plants onto the ground. I think this is one of the rare moments where I might have to do a white lie. Pulls out letter, writes letter, puts letter under his head. Yeah. I made a quick love letter. Hopefully he'll understand. <laughs> a quick love letter. Whom it may concern, even though <laughs> I slept with your wife, 
what I really wanted was to sleep with you, but I couldn't have you, so I had to get the next best thing. I didn't, I didn't want to sleep. I didn't want to sleep with your wife. I wanted to steal your heart, so I did the next best thing and stole your wife. If this is a story that comes true later, and they like the trident in disguise together, and the wife's on the corner, I would be so sad, but also die. Okay. Uh, the camera begins to follow uh, the other boys going up to the estate. You guys make your way up to uh, the gate. Oh, welcome back, young master. And you see, like, the old man hobbling. Open up the gate. Hear the creak. You know, these bones are a little too old to keep opening and shutting this gate. Actually, there's one more thing I need from you. Oh, really? Picks up his nose. I'm gonna need the key. Squints. See the tongue moving around in his mouth. No, I can't say no, master. I still gotta hear it. Who told you? Uh, Ma told me herself. Hmm. Let me give you an insight check with that. Insight is a skill check of the day. Okay. All right. With uh, with the six, um, you see him open a drawer at his uh, station, and what I, I I'll at least give you this: you see that there are multiple little compartments, each with their own little uh, little keychain, keyring, and he looks like he's going over the compartments, and finally lands at uh, the one that you're looking for. Pulls it up, closes it, hobbles back over. There you go, young master. Make sure you bring it back. Hands over the key. Like, does there seem to be anything, like, special about the key itself, or...? Um, no. Uh, unfortunately, it just seems like a bland antique key. It just seems very small. Before it goes on, it's like, I hope you know that I probably wouldn't have known if she didn't tell me, right? Gives you not. No, young master, that's not. That's not what I'm worried about. Just had to know which key to give you. Gives you a smile. <laughs> In just a couple seconds. Like, oh yeah, you probably. <laughs> it might occur to you that, like, uh, your fa uh, family, for some reason or another, like, all depend on this man to hold on to random keys to random secrets. Like, uh, this one goes into the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this one's for James's dungeon. This one's for Marianne's uh, little poodle room. I gotta make sure I gotta feed them. I haven't fed them in... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> 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 Quickly gets on his... Oh, I know, better, his segue. <laughs> and that's a good segue to you uh, approaching uh, Marianne's room. And you do see her uh, vanity set. Well, time to see what's inside, I guess. You open up the drawer, and you see a tiny locked box. Going to pick up the box, and like uh, probably with a, a bit of like uh, personal insight, like uh, actually hands it over to Valentine. Hmm. I think it'd be better if you were the one to open it. Gives you a nod, and says within his uh, head, thank you. And as he uh, does, you feel from the box a little vibration, as if someone is talking, and it synchronizes with that thought. Hand it over to him, looks at the box, and looks at the key, and looks at you. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to see if uh, this was going to be a collateral or a gift. <laughs> uh, he's going to, he's going to, like, uh, he's actually going to have, uh, like, a, like, a Eddie O properly unlock it. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, we see the smoky hand of a sea elf grabbing the key, places it within the little chest. Within this box, you hear the clink, and the lid opens. 
as the lid creaks open, we see stains of blood, and we see a constant vibration of long, meaty cords, all laid on velvet. And you hear from the cords itself vibrating, acting as a speaker. There it is. And you hear it within Valentine's voice. I don't know, that sounds like uh, we're kind of getting uh, close to uh, the end of the session here. That sounds like a good place to end. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savick. And any other music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Where is the fire?